Jalen Hurts is the new model for dual threat developmental quarterbacks, and we're going to tell you why. You are locked on NFL Draft, your daily podcast covering the NFL Draft. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's good, everybody? It's your boy, Damian Parson. Welcome to the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Again, I'm Damian Parson, National Scout with the Draft Network with my guy. Come on, talk to him, bro. What's up, what's up? This is Keith Sanchez, Senior Draft Analyst for the Draft Network, man, and 2019 National Champion. Yes, I said National Champion. Here to bring you some championship perspective on the NFL Draft and everything football with my guy, DP Damian Parsons. Listen, man, you got to flex them. You got to flex them a little bit, Keith. <laughs> I, I love it. I love it. But this uh, episode of Locked On Draft is uh, brought to you and sponsored by BetterHelp. It's not a crisis line. It's not a self-help. It's a professional therapy done securely online, av- available to people worldwide. And they have a special offer for our listeners. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash Locked On. Here we go. So, DP, we have a couple topics that straight off of the dome and we have to get into. Um, obviously, every weekend in the NFL, there's something going on and it directly correlates with the NFL draft. So first, we have the Colts finally making a head coaching hire, hiring Steve Eichen from the Philadelphia Eagles, right? A guy that we've seen directly work with Jalen Hurts. So does that mean that the Colts are now going to go after a dual third quarterback? But first, Let's start with Jalen Hurts, man. Is he paving the way for dual-threat quarterbacks with his performance in the Super Bowl? Keith, I mean, the performance that he's, he's put on in the Super Bowl, man, we, we came in with this, this this young man coming into the into the league was not the most purest of passers. He, he wasn't really polished, right? But you knew he was a hard worker. He's a coach's son. He had everything else you needed, right? I, I, we've heard the terms that talent gets you drafted, character and work ethic keeps you in the league, and he has that, right? Being behind Carson Wentz uh, his first year uh, in, the, in the league and, and dealing with that situation, now taking over this team and not just taking it over, Keith, but getting Nick Sirianni and like Shane Steichen, who you just talked about, the OC, having those guys come in and embrace him and really doing what they need to do. Shout out to Howie Roseman, Keith, the GM, doing what he had yeah. to. Man, listen, we talk about it all the time. I, and you know my slogan, quarterbacks are dependent on what's around them, right? We've we, we seen it with Mahomes against Tampa Bay a couple years ago in the Super Bowl when the old line wasn't holding up and the, and the, the, the weapons and receivers weren't doing their jobs. It, it made his job that much harder, right? And they ended up losing that game. So just seeing how he came out and he played in the Super Bowl, making plays with his legs and with his arms, Keith, I think he is paving the way. Because I'm going to ask you, Keith, what name do you always hear invoke every time we talk about developmental dual-threat quarterbacks? What's the one name everyone throws out? It's always Josh Allen, right? And, and DP, if you don't mind, I want to pick it up from here because if you'd have told anyone in this season, right, that Jalen Hurts would be in the Super Bowl with every and being able to win the Super Bowl, right? Everyone and not Josh Allen, I think everyone would have said you're crazy, right? But you talk about developmental pieces, you talk about a good offensive line, you talk about wide receivers, you talk about a defense that he could depend on. And then, like you said, man, it's all about the the structure, 
Nick Sirianni came over and he said, you know what, Jalen Hurts, we're going to highlight what you do best. So watching the beginning of the Super Bowl, what did you see? You seen that they got Jalen Hurts involved with his legs, right? Even when he had the turnover, which I'm pretty sure he's wondering how the hell did he do that? Guess what? The first play called was another QB counter, QB run design to get Jalen Hurts back comfortable. So if you ask me, does Jalen Hurts performance pave the way? For these quarterbacks, for these dual threat quarterbacks, I have to say yes. And listen, in the past, we've seen dual threat quarterbacks come in, right? We're talking about Cam Newton and Colin Kaepernick, but both of those performances, especially Cam Newton's performance, was very lackluster, right? So I think everybody still had a pessimistic viewpoint and perspective to it. And then Colin Kaepernick, he, that entire offense wasn't playing well until the lights cut off for some reason. <laughs> Who knows about the lights shut off in the Superdome, right? And then they made a comeback. But I think this is the first performance that we've seen from pretty much wire to wire. Jalen Hurts dominated this game, and it was showcasing his legs. It wasn't staying in the pocket. It was like, Jalen Hurts, you're 6'2", 225 pounds. Go make some things happen. And you're seeing that not only is he making things happen with his legs, but his legs are the difference in this performance right now in the Super Bowl. So I have to say that, DP, if you ask me, I think it's definitely paving the way for these dual threat quarterbacks in these upcoming drafts. No, 100%, Keith, and you, you just think about it, right? And the dual threat quarterbacks that we're talking about in this class is Anthony Richardson and Will Levis, right? These 6'3", 6'4", 230, 40-pound athletes at the quarterback position that can do everything that we're seeing Jalen Hurts be able to do, right? So you think about the power run game, right? The QB power, QB counter, the QB veers, the, the zone read, right? All those different things, Keith, that he's – that we've seen Jalen Hurts not just doing the Super Bowl, but he's done his entire career even going back to high school, right? So people wonder, okay, will that translate, right? I remember uh, reading that he thought that, that that some people thought, and I think he he said it himself, he wasn't sure that he was even going to go to the Senior Bowl as a quarterback. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's just kind of how the, the position and, and how his value was looked at when it came out to his development. But this young man played for Nick Saban, then he went to Lincoln Rally. I think going to Lincoln Rally was so big for him. Getting in a more pass happy offense, that 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 air raid spreading things out, and it's really helped him, right? So you look at Anthony Richardson, you look at Will Levis, and you say to yourself, Well, how can I how you know it's a copycat league, Keith? How can teams copy the model that the Eagles have pretty much structured around Jalen Hurts? I think you have to commit to it at the end of the day. And that's what you've seen the Eagles do, right? All the way from the owner to Howie Roseman to, you know, the head coach. They committed to what Jalen Hurts does best. They made the trade for A.J. Brown. They had Devontae Smith. The offensive line, they made sure that it was good. And then they gave him a stable of, of, of running back. So I think, DP, at the end of the day, you have to commit to it. And then you have to implement it. And, and let's give Jalen Hurts credit, right? Because it, the storyline matters with Jalen Hurts. He had every opportunity to turn around and quit once he was benched for Tua, right? Like that was one of the highlight moments, probably in college football history, Tua coming, you know, in the second half and then throwing a game winning touchdown. But why it was such highlighted, you got to think Jalen Hurts is sitting on the sideline with somewhat of the opposite feeling, right? And he has to pull himself together and get it together. So I think it's going to force talent evaluators, and we're talking about this upcoming NFL draft, it's going to force talent evaluators to dig deeper because they can no longer sell us NFL fans on, oh, he's a running quarterback, you can't with him. That won't happen anymore. But DP, we have another topic coming up. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. When you're at your best, you can do great things, amazing things, outstanding things. 
like dunk the highest goal or climb the tallest mountain and reach the top. But life can't get you bogged down. Life can overwhelm you and just take the wind out of your sails. But working with the therapist can help you get closer to the best version of yourself. Because when you feel empowered, you are more prepared to take on everything that life is willing to throw your way. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, I encourage you to consider better help because it's a great option. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash locked on today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash locked on. So Keith, you, you talked about having another topic and we're going to kind of continue the discussion that we were just having, right? Because having Jalen Hurts, like you talked about Nick Sirianni and, and Shane Steichen as the OC, well, Ian Rappaport, and I believe it was Adam Schefter, tweeted out and reported earlier today that the Colts have allowed, they, they pretty much let everybody know, listen, man, this is done. <laughs> Jeff Saturday, thank you for your services, but this is finished, right? We have our eyes set on a different option at head coach, and that is Eagles OC Shane Steichen. So having that set up the way that they did, right? Now this kind of opens up because we all know we for the for the past couple of weeks, what have we been doing? We've been kind of just wondering where they're where they're gonna go yeah. with the quarterbacks. They, Keith, when they had Frank Reich, they went what Philip Rivers, uh Carson Wentz. Matt Ryan, only Phillip Rivers was tr- the true success out of those all those 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 older quarterbacks. Even though Carson Wentz is not up to the age that those other two were, um, you know what I mean? Uh, he just plays like it, I guess. But you, know, <laughs> but the fact of the matter is, now they are in a situation. They got the fourth pick in the draft, Keith, which means this is a team in prime position to get a franchise type of talent at the quarterback position. Does this hire of Shane Steichen? Does it open the door for them getting a dual threat quarterback? Yes, yes. And so this is the NFL draft show, right? So I'll talk about my NFL mock and my philosophy rolling forward with this. Up until this point, I never drafted or in my mock put a, a quarterback to the coach, right? Because I said as long as Jeff Saturday is there, I think they're just going to press repeat on this and they'll, you know, the coach may possibly tank again. And so that way they can have another high pick and then they could get into Caleb Williams and Drake May sweepstake, right? But after this move, hiring a young offensive mind, you have to think that they're going after a quarterback and sitting at number four, right? I, I think it's a very interesting position. And, and reason being is this. You're, you won't be able to have the pick of the little, right? You won't have the number one pick to where you can pick whoever you want. But the coach is still in a good position because if there's two, maybe three quarterbacks that you like, you don't have to give up any draft capital in the future to move up and you can just select them. And I think that's what opened the door back to this Jalen Hurts and this Anthony Richardson conversation is this, that Jalen Hurts comp to Anthony Richardson or even Will Levis. Let's open it up to Will Levis. Also, when you're talking about a developmental toolsy quarterback I think it gives the coach a little bit more comfortability in saying that hey Eichen has done this already so he can take we can take one of these quarterbacks we don't necessarily have to move up for Bryce Young or CJ Stroh we can take one of the developmental guys at four and we believe that our head coach can get it done no nah, and, and that that's where I'm looking at it too right Keith because with, with, with Shane Steichen coming over from from the Eagles he's been there been under Nick Sirianni who Nick Sirianna was was the one of the uh, coaches on Frank Wright's staff 
with the Colts, right? So it's like everything kind of tying together for the Colts. And you look at it like you talk about with Will Levis, another guy who's big, physical, big arm, has that straight line athleticism, right? A workout warrior of sorts, similar to the Jalen Hurts. And then you look at Anthony Richardson being that, that like from the, that side, that height, weight type situation, the speed difference between him and, and Levis is evident, right? Because he's a more, he's a, more hyper active athlete, right? Has the elusiveness in the pocket and everything like that. And just looking at it, man, I'm like, man, this is a situation for me, Keith, where Steichen, I think he should stay to stay true to what has given him the success, right? You, you were, you had front row seats and a big hand in helping Jalen hurts get to where he is right now. Right. Like you said, you said in the, in the previous segment, embracing i think that's the key word keith because every time these 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 dual threat quarterbacks come into the league we always talk about all right they got to go to the right situation the coaches have to embrace it right and, and you know you know i always talk about stop trying to fit a round peg in a square hole you know if, if that quarterback doesn't fit that timing and rhythm offense but he's a vert, he's more of a vertical passer right then don't put him in a timing and rhythm offense Put him in a vertical one. And I think that's where Shane Steichen coming over, you, you look at the weapons that they have in Indy, right? Like, they got a lot of big athletic guys. The same exact thing, yeah. Like, they got some big athletic guys. And what, what's happening with Shane Steichen? What, shout out to Howie Roseman saying, let's go get A.J. Brown. You know, this first-round pick, forget this pick. You know, here you go, Tennessee. You go do it. You, you use this pick. We're going to go in and we're going to invest this pick into an already uh, uh, already solidified star receiver, Keith and, and, and AJ Brown, and not only that, but they brought, going in the previous draft, drafting Devonta Smith top top thirteen, right? So now you got essentially two number one receivers, and you have Dallas Goddard, and like you talked about earlier, having the run game. Well, Indy has two tight ends right now, Mo, Mo Alley Cox, and they have Jelani Woods, right? They they, they have um, Michael Pittman. And uh, uh, is it Alec Alec Pierce? Pierce. I want to make sure I said the last name right. Alec Pierce. And then you think about having Jonathan Taylor in the backfield, right? So you got all those same kind of structures there. They got to figure out the offensive line, but that's also another reason, Keith, to get a dual threat mobile quarterback because that's going to help the offensive line. Kind of that's going to take some of their worries away about hey, Matt Ryan can't move. And it, it gives them some anxiety because they're sitting there like, okay, if I get beat, if I don't, if I don't pick up this, this, this twist and this stunt, Keith, our quarterback's dead to rights. But when you have a Will Levis or Anthony Richardson back there, especially those two big body athletic guys, what, what's your? I love the phrase that you you coined months ago. Uh, you know, type of guys that can make wrong things right, and yeah. and, and, and these are the type <laughs> of quarterbacks that can do that, Keith. Yo, I, I agree. So I, I know the coach fans, man, whenever we drop a mock draft, they get real angry when you, you put Will Levis or Anthony Richardson to them in the past, right? But I think tonight they should be a little bit more optimistic because we have to be honest about where everybody was with Jalen Hurts, even when he was drafted, right? It was, did the Eagles need to do this? Is he ever going to beat out Carson Wentz? And I'll be honest, I faced that guy when I was at LSU, right? 2019, that was the Justin Jefferson, the not one, not two, not three, not four, <laughs> and we blew Oklahoma out. And I was standing on the sideline like, man, that was a pretty lackluster performance from Jalen Hurts. But let, like, let's go back to our main point in that it's what 
things are surrounded by a quarterback, right? That Oklahoma team was not ready to beat us in the trenches. They did not have the defensive backs to match up with LSU. So, of course, Jalen Hurts didn't look that good. So, that comparing now to the Colts, right, and what Anthony Richardson or Will Levis can do in that type of offense, I think there are some pieces for a dual threat quarterback and we know that with these big quarterbacks they usually say what they usually miss high right that's why you have like you talked about your Alec Pierce your Michael Pittman your Jelani Woods your Mo Alley Cox and then you can run the football if you get some more offensive linemen up front and then now you can make them comfortable with any type of play action type situation so for me where the coach I was really questionable about them taking a quarterback I can now be convinced a little bit more heading into the NFL draft because of watching what Jalen Hurts has done as far as from a development perspective and when a coach decides to embrace the talents that you have and instead of trying to highlight the things that you can't do and try to make you do it so man I, I think I'm all in on this I'm all in for trying to figure this thing out moving forward right with the dual threat quarterbacks and i think that as talent evaluators we have to have a much more open mind to the quarterback position and not just try to place everything upon their shoulders expecting that hey that it's as simple as do you have a good quarterback or not it's a lot more complex than that and speaking of complex man we're going to have another complex discussion the midway point of the nba season is here and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because new customers get no sweat, first bet up to $1,000 as bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. And you can do and bet on different things in the NBA, especially this week. You have the Los Angeles Lakers heading into Portland to face Damian Lillard and the Blazers. And the Blazers are favored by two and a half points. You can not only just spreads, but you have money lines, player props. I'm talking player points, rebounds, assists, and you can do exclusive bets like two, three pointers scored in the first three minutes. You can do all those different things with FanDuel. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with same game parlays. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Hey, Keith, you know, last but not least, let's, let's get into this final segment, man. And, and, and I'll be honest with you, bro. Like you said something that was very profound. We, we, we've basically this is a quarterback discussion. This is a quarterback fluid episode. Right. And you said you talked about how the Colts fans have been like worried if they if they open up a mock up until this point and seeing Will Levis or Anthony Richardson to their team, right? Well, you know what? Let's 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 do this, DP. Let's stop picking on coach fans because it's it's, Panthers, every, it's all of them. It's, yeah, all, it's of them. all of them. It's all of his Panthers fans. It's it's everybody picking at the top. So let's go ahead and and, and loop everybody into this conversation. One hundred percent. And and I know you're about to set the table, but I'm going to set the table for you. Um, for these players who you know they have the tools but it didn't necessarily pan out and why there's reason for optimism moving forward with these type of quarterbacks no and Keith, i'm gonna bring up a name that we, we both we met him last year at the draft and we, we we liked his game and we liked his potential ceiling in like malik willis right and you know you, you know it's always like the last impression when it comes down to certain things in in life and in this business so a lot of fans look at like, oh man you know, Anthony Richardson, Malik Willis again, right? Like, oh, Will Levis, Jake Locker, or, you know, just whatever, like, the worst possible comps to throw out there to be like, I don't want no parts of this guy. But, guys, we, we're here to tell you, don't be upset if your team drafts one of these guys, right? Because, Keith, I can tell you, I watched the tape on Will Levis. 
and then I cheated and watched and watched tape on Anthony Richardson too. Like before we got the cross checks, you know what I'm saying? But you did the deep dive, um, the, the deep dive on Anthony Richardson, and I can say both of these guys have paths to success, and and they have the tools. What I call they have the 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 truck traits. And if you've never heard the term, it's about being either a truck or a trailer. And when I say that, Keith, you know what it means. But I'm explaining to to the family, to our, to our listeners here. When you're a truck, Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert, you know, those guys have the physical tools to say, hey, you know what? If it's a rainy, soggy day in the country and it's mud and, my, and I got something, I got some stuff I'm trying to haul, I can't haul it on the Fiat, man, on the Fiat, however you pronounce that little car's name. I can't haul it on that. I can't connect that 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 wagon and all that stuff with, with all those moving that we're moving and stuff. I don't have, I can't put the furniture on something and drag it with a fiat. I need something that can handle it and pull it along, right? But those quarterbacks have those truck traits. I need that F-150, that Ford 250, all those big physical vehicles, right? With four-wheel drive and all that. I need that, Keith. And Will Levis and Anthony Richardson has those things. So it's like you look at what they can do for your offense. You can use them in the run game early. The same way we talked about with Shane Steichen and Nick Sirianni with Jalen Hurts, right? Even going back to Cam Newton in Carolina, you use the run game to get the quarterback comfortable and get them into a rhythm and really set the defense and make them honest. Keith, what's the phrase we like to use? Quarterbacks like Will Levis and Anthony Richardson have the ability to make defenses play 11 on 11. You can't just play man coverage, two high safeties, and forget about either one of those guys. Ask Utah versus um, versus Anthony Richardson week one of the, of the 2022 college football season. Keith, he rattled off a 60-yard for a touchdown. They yep. forgot he was back there, right? Because he was playing from the pocket. So that's kind of where it is, guys. Don't be afraid of these. Be afraid of drafting these dudes. No, I, I agree with you. And I, I, I'm going to go back again to system, right? Like, and, and it matters. And, and we, we see it time and time again in the way the NFL is changing. So let's talk about NFL draft in perspective of where the NFL is now. And now we're starting to see what these in-depth, um, complex run schemes, right? Like they're starting to come back. Like the NFL offensive coordinators are starting to understand 20 yards or 20 yards, right? You don't have to get the 20 yards passing the football, man. If you have a light box and you can draw up to where it's a one-on-one where you have a dynamic quarterback on a, on a linebacker and that's a mismatch, then go for it, right? Like a big play is a big play. Explosive play is explosive play. And we shifted the, the pendulum so far left towards the passing game and I think now it's, it's slowly starting to come back to the middle to where it's like okay we want it to be balanced but then now you're throwing in these mobile quarterbacks so a guy like Anthony Richardson just to speak about him right a powerful runner like I, I think he's more similar he's somewhere in between Jalen Hurts and Cam Newton right like in between that running style not saying he's exactly one of those quarterbacks I'm saying that's his running style right so when you think about like third and threes, right? You're talking about strictly quarterback power. And if you pick up that first down, guess what? Who who gives a damn how it was picked up? We're all happy, right? It's first and 10. The, the players are happy. The coaches are happy. The fans are happy. So let's move the chain. So I think it's more about being open-minded to how we can play the game of football because for so long, we've been told that football has to be played from the pocket, but now we're moving the pocket, right? We're moving the launch point. We're, we're doing more bootlegs. We're doing uh, quarterback. We're doing shovel passes. We're doing all type of things. And it's fun and exciting. And the NFL fans are starting to like it. So I think when we, like you said, you get these, um, you know, quote unquote trucks, right? These guys with the four by four, the seven Z ones, or however the hell you want to call them, <laughs> you get them on the field. And then you say, you know what? 
let's put you in advantageous situations and to tie back because we are you know getting close to wrapping this up to tie back to the Jalen Hurts conversation they allow him to do things that he's good at throwing the deep ball right go ahead and launch it drop back launch it 60 yards give your big time wide receivers a chance okay cool then you know what the short game you can do the short game now what they don't do is I don't see a lot him standing in the pocket and having to work all the mental intermediate parts of the field, right? No, let's not do that if you don't do it well, because majority of these quarterbacks have a deficiency, right? At the end of the day, and when you realize that some quarterbacks deficiency of this, that the pass rushers know exactly where you are. But for Jalen Hurts, for these other dual threat quarterbacks, Lamar Jackson, they seem to make plays out of nothing. Because when a, a free rusher comes, they can still make a play and then find a wide receiver down the field. So I think this conversation right and moving forward because Super Bowl is over right so we're heading into the NFL draft the conversation needs to be okay what can we do with this guy and where can he get drafted and how can we supplement different things around him for him to possibly be successful no 100% man and like we talked about in the last segment um if you missed it um with with the Colts and Shane Steichen we're not saying you completely rule out you know Bryce Young and CJ Stroud but what we're what we're saying is you don't have to move up if you don't want to, right? Like, they don't have to <clears throat> take that step and, hey, I got to get to one. I got to trade multiple picks for <clears throat> excuse me, for the first overall pick. If you want an Anthony Richardson, you can wait at four, right? And, and, and you can build your offense around him and potentially if Will Levis fell. Uh, I mean, yeah. if a, <laughs> we, we'll say that with <laughs> <laughs> The the combines is a couple of weeks, right? We're we're a couple of weeks away from from uh from Indianapolis, right? You know, as, you know, as we're talking about them. Now, if he goes up there and does what we've heard that he could do in terms of testing, Keith, maybe not. Maybe you won't. <laughs> maybe you won't be able to wait at four, and maybe you may have to move up. But as of right now, you may be okay if you're the Colts fans, or, or you know, you're someone around that four or five range. But like you said, man, at the end of the day. I, for me, I, I want a quarterback that I can put attached everything to and and really allow them to to help lead this team in, in the in the run game. So, uh, listen, guys, this our, it, it, we we appreciate everybody tapping in. This is our first episode together as the new host of this of this podcast. Again, you you can find me on Twitter at dp underscore nfl and my guy Keith Sanchez at the talent code as well. Give us a, a, a like, man. Give us a like. You know, subscribe to this podcast. You can find out all of your favorite podcasting networks. And, of course, for YouTube, subscribe, download everything. Do all of it, man, because we have so much more to come. So, guys, as always, listen, I'm Damian Parsons. That's Keith Sanchez with the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. We out, guys. Peace.